I'm Brandon Amoroso, and this is the D2Z Podcast, building and growing your business from a Gen Z perspective. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to D2Z, a podcast about using the Gen Z mindset to grow your business. Uh, I'm Gen Z entrepreneur, Brandon, founder and CEO of e-commerce agency, Electric Marketing. And today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Dane Baker, the co-founder and CEO of EcoCart, uh, an incredible company that's making a huge impact in the e-commerce industry and making businesses more and more environmentally sustainable every day. So thanks for coming on the show, Dane. Super excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Let's start off by giving everybody listening quick intro on you, sort of how you got started in e-commerce. Let's, let's, let's give them the, the lowdown. Absolutely. So um, my background is multi-time founder. So started a few companies in the past, um, all of which have had a similar thread of making the world a better place in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, the last company that uh, my co-founder and I started together was an online peer-to-peer rental marketplace business. So things like Airbnb, but for you know, surfboards, kayaks, snowboards, et cetera. Um, and we built that business really because we thought that renting in contrast to consumption was a greater benefit for the environment, especially high plastic items like kayaks and surfboards. But as we scaled, it became incredibly complicated and expensive to maintain that sustainability ethos and rigor. We tried everything to buy offsets, hire consultants, et cetera. It was very complicated, very expensive. So we realized there was a problem in the market and some one that needed to be solved. Um, we ultimately sold that company toy room to a larger rental marketplace business. And then, um, and then, uh, about two and a half, three years ago now, we started EcoCart. And, you know, it's all sort of centered around that problem that we faced um, as a former operator and, and, and one that we realized needed to be solved in the, in the world and kind of came across um, carbon offsets as a beautiful way to um, allow a consumer or a brand to um, offer their customers carbon neutral orders. And that, uh, you know, is something that is, is, is translated to a dollar amount by way of a, a carbon offset project. And it's a great vehicle to be able to do that. So that's a little bit about the solution and how we got into, into, into the space and uh, tied that to, you know, an e-commerce purchase and figured there was a huge demand, amount of demand for the solution to be able to shop sustainably without sacrificing um, in terms of the this, this specific uh, brands that you buy with, as an example, or the materials that you're purchasing. And so that's kind of how we got into the space and, you know, we're really excited to, to be here and power over 2,000 brands sustainability initiatives. Awesome. Um, for our listeners who don't know what a carbon offset is, do you mind just walking them through that? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. So a carbon offset is essentially a vehicle to reduce one ton of CO2 from the atmosphere. Um, and that um, can come in the form of projects. And these projects can be planting trees, they can be building wind farms, sustainable agriculture, methane capture, et cetera. And um, these projects are all certified by one of the major carbon standards. Um, so there's a whole sort of host or market um, that are um, hosting the projects, that are um, verifying these projects. And then ultimately folks like us who are making those projects available to um, the world in a really sort of one-click easy way um, mm-hmm. at the point of purchase for a consumer um, or for the brand. And so that's kind of what the space looks like. Awesome. So EcoCar right now, checkout plugin, that's primarily where you occupy the real estate on, on a website. Um, in 2022, do you see yourself going beyond that? Or like, where do you see uh, EcoCar going over the course of like the next 12 months? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, we're really excited about uh, providing our brands just a 
holistic, sustainable shopping experience for their customers. And that's, you know, much more than just a plug-in checkout, like you mentioned, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's well beyond that. It's, you know, analytics, it's um, into, you know, what is their carbon footprint by product, you know, by category over time. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, insights into who their eco-conscious consumers are and being able to tar- target to their customers in a really thoughtful way based off of who is an eco-conscious consumer. Um, it involves giving our brands, um, you know, sort of, you um, uh, discovery, um, to, into, um, who, who, like connecting our brands to our consumers, um, and then kind of, you know, driving value that way. It also involves, you know, cal- measurement and calculation of what your carbon footprint is providing that insight report benchmark, um, kind of helping brands understand where they even sit, um, overall and kind of benchmarking mm-hmm. across different industries and verticals. Um, and so it's all things, you know, kind of encompassed into one. And we have this really great um, platform to be able to do so, considering, like I mentioned, we work with 2000 brands and, you know, brands and consumers kind of look to EcoCart as the, you know, sort of um, the sort of authority in the space to, you know, power carbon neutral shopping overall and across different sort of um, touch points and verticals and whatever that may be throughout the, uh, the brand's life cycle or the, or the consumer shopping journey overall. Yeah, it feels like it's almost 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 like a badge like you would see in a firm or something on a website and like consumers can just immediately wrap their head around oh like this brand is a part of the EcoCart ecosystem and they care about sustainability. Um and I think it's really interesting the fact that you touch on like the analytics side of things because for me it's it, it's it's interesting to look at if somebody does check out with EcoCart how does that impact like the retention? How does that impact the lifetime value of the customer? And then how can we like personalize the communication post-purchase to that person? Because we know, Hey, you just, you, you are sustainably conscious. Um, And there's a lot of power in that for brands as they try to figure out how to get more personalized with their customers. Absolutely. That's, you know, the sort of the name of the game for us, right? It's, it's how can we develop this stronger bond between the brand and the consumer? And, you know, that is, you know, very top of mind and, and almost easy to do when you're thinking about um, uh, allowing a consumer to, to shop sustainably. Uh, but there's also so many other sort of auxiliary benefits we can plug into the entire, you know, overall ecosystem to make for a really holistic solution like, you know, you just mentioned and asked about. So, so thank you for mentioning that. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited about, um, about the overall future of, of, of this year and, and beyond. If you're a brand owner listening right now or uh, an e-commerce manager who's on the fence about whether or not this is something they should do, what would be your like quick pitch to them? Uh, 30 second elevator, I guess, if we want to be cheesy and use that. Um, what, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would just say the sort of the data speaks for itself in that um, consumers are demanding a solution like this. It's no longer, you know, it's no longer a nice to have. It's really a must have in the eyes of the consumer and something that drives purchasing decisions for them. And, and um, we see on average, uh, you know, one in four of our, of our sort of consumers are, are opting and paying more to make their orders carbon neutral. Um, we mm. see, uh, you know, right around 30 to 40% of all of our brands are opting to pay for all of the offsets on behalf of their customers, making 100% of their orders carbon neutral um, and seeing some great results, you know, 14% boost the cart conversion on average. Um, and so there's that sort of, you know, customer loyalty, LTV over time um, and um, and cart conversion play here. That's that's really compelling. And um, again, you know, it's becoming a, a must have in the eyes of the consumer. 
Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a no brainer, especially because you literally can get started. And if you, if you truly don't think for some reason that it's going to work, then just put the price on the consumer and let it play out that way. And then you can ultimately decide, Hey, maybe we want to incorporate this into, we're going to cover this and we're going to start to roll it out in our marketing efforts. Absolutely. And it's also a great bellwether to determine, you know, what percentage of consumers truly care deeply about this initiative and are willing to literally pay more um, to their order to, you know, yeah. have a car neutral, sustainable purchase overall and have that sustainable shopping experience. So, absolutely. So I'd like to pivot a little bit into sort of how you've grown EcoCart up until this point as it relates to like building out your first team members. And now you're sort of at that, that point where you're looking to expand even more. So what do those various stages look like and how have you navigated that, especially being like a young entrepreneur? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, you know, it's been a fun journey so far. Um, you know, we kind of started the company about three years ago. Um, and, you know, most of the first probably year, year and a half was just, I would say strictly R&D mode. We were, you know, understanding um, the demand in this in, in the market, we were understanding the feasibility of building a solution like this. We were kind of getting all of the building blocks in place to ultimately build um, a comprehensive, accurate way to calculate the carbon footprint of any consumer purchase, um, and sort of thoughtfully figuring out or, or sort of thoughtfully thinking through how to even approach that in a world where there's so much nuance, so much. Um, um, so much noise and then also um, at the same time, so much demand. And so, um, you know, most of it was the first year was just really strictly R&D mode. And uh, interestingly, um, in, you know, even before we launched the solution, when it was just a sort of nascent idea, what I did was I actually, you know, wanted to get signal on whether or not this was a sort of worthwhile endeavor to kind of go into, mm-hmm. bring, you know, as a uh, sort of, again, for, you know, former multi-time founder was always had, had these ideas that were sort of swirling around the head. What, 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 what is the right sort of place to take my efforts and energy and spend, you know, the next 10 plus years of my life doing this one thing. And, um, kind of how we settled on this again was wanting to get signal. And so what I did was I flew to CES, um, went booth to booth, just asking merchants they were interested in a solution like this and, and what that looked like in their mind. How are they t- today filling, fulfilling that need and that, what was that pain point for them and how, um, mm-hmm. how did it affect their day-to-day operations and, and what could, you know, uh, what could be um, the value sort of unlock here. And, and it was clear that the solution was absolutely needed. So we just came, I, I, we, I flew back home and I was like, we got to build this thing immediately. <laughs> um, and so it was, that's how we initially kind of got started. Um, and that was just, I mean, that was, again, I was like forever ago, but it was only about two to three years ago now. Um, and since then have, you know, grown the team. Um, you know, we started off 21 um, last year. Uh, we started off with uh, two of us and uh, end of the year with 18. And so it's just been a fun sort of, you know, year growing customer base, growing, yeah. you know, organization structure, um, team, um, everything to do with kind of how we scale and have it's, you know, provided some really great results. And now we have, we work with 2000 brands and um, exciting to, or excited to sort of, you know, multiple increase that this year. How do you manage that growth in a way that doesn't sort of um, get out of control? where you're not able to like keep a handle on things. Um, I'm assuming it's very important and like making sure that those first team members that you bring on are, are somebody that you can trust and delegate and really allow them to run with things. Um, can you talk through that a little bit? Yeah, it's a really great question. It's, it's kind of the, the old question of like, you know, 
um, owning versus delegating. And at what point does that make sense? And, mm-hmm. and, and at what point does that sort of, you know, how do you get comfortable with that? And um, yeah, it's been a great learning experience over the last year to, <laughs> to go from, you know, like literally two of us into, you know, the, the team we are today. Um, and a lot of learnings have come out of that. And I think the, the biggest one as it relates to your question is probably, you know, the thing that we have come to the conclusion on and, and really sort of, I have a very firm um, opinion about now is, is, is hire the right leaders early and put them in the right places um, and, and give them the leeway and empower them to, to make decisions um, independent from, you know, uh, the sort of, you know, their direct manager, the founding team or whatever that may be. And that really kind of has multiple of multiples of, of, of benefit and effect on, you know, and ripples into the overall organization and how that team structure runs. Um, and I think that building for scale in the super, super early days um, is mm-hmm. crucial. And I think that uh, early on, we kind of made the, the, the mistake of um, sort of scrappily running at things and just kind of thinking, okay, we can sort of build the plan as we're flying it, but it's been really a great learning experience to say, okay, well, let's, let's, let's actually take a step back. Let's hire the right leaders, put them in the right places and then scale the team afterwards versus the opposite way. Um, and, um, putting the cart before the horse. And so I think that's been a really big learning experience, especially, you know, like you mentioned, being a young founder, it's, you know, you know, there's just, Thing, there's just gaps in, in, in my, you know, my mind, my learning sort of my experiences that I just don't yeah. necessarily have that folks who have 20, 30 years of experience in a specific field, like I just, you know, can't compare it. I, <laughs> and I, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's about being self-aware as well. It's like, okay, how can you, I'm sure, you know, yeah. you, you feel this as well. Like, you know, you built an amazing company, an amazing team. It's, it's, it's the same. It's, it's almost like, okay, where, like, what are your, like, what are my strengths? How can I, you know, where, where am I falling short? Be very honest with yourself. Um, and then, and, and, and filling that in a very sort of um, taking the ego out of the, out of the equation and filling those void and voids and gaps in a very thoughtful yeah. with, with folks who have experience in that specific field. So I think, I think that's kind of my answer to that. I think it's sort of like a, a blessing and the curse being sort of new and that we don't have 20 years of experience because it's a blessing because we can be more innovative, I feel like, and mix it up a little bit. And it's also a curse in the fact that, and this is for me, like the whole building out processes is not necessarily, like you, I feel like you really need either a mentor or somebody who's been there, done that to help in guiding you. Otherwise, I mean, you're just making things up as you go along, which is great, but you also need to make sure that it's, it's scalable. Um, so I think it's, it's awesome if you're able to find those people who can help you sort of shepherd your vision, but do it in a way that's, that's, that's controlled and, and professional, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. The mentorship is, is, is a crucial part of it. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's so, so sort of, um, entrepreneurship, uh, the kind of the classic, um, adage, right. It's like chewing glass and staring into the abyss at the same time. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, it's like going on this sort of like journey that you just have no idea the end. You don't know what's, you don't know how far the journey is. You don't know, you don't yeah. know how, you can barely even see like five feet in front of you. There's so much fog, right? It's like that kind of a journey where you, you know, having folks that can help guide you is, uh, or a map even, you know, is, 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 is crucial to, to have on, on that journey. Yeah. Especially I feel like, um, for us over the past year, things change so quickly. Like it could be, 
I mean, now you're at 2000 brands, but originally, I mean, one brand who's the right brand could make a massive difference. And I mean, same on our end where like we close one big account, like all of a sudden everything changes. And so like, you still have to have that long-term vision, but you're still very much so like sort of beholden to the day-to-day and like the week after week, things just change rapidly. Um, but it's exciting. And I think the e-commerce space just as a whole is really exciting because there's a lot of sort of young entrepreneurs and founders out there trying to make waves and especially within like sustainability or whatever it may be, there's a lot of good that can come out of that. Um, so it's exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost like anything, it's a feeling of anything can happen and anything um, that you sort of, you know, it's, 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 you can do anything that you sort of set your mind to. I, I love that about the e-commerce space overall. Yeah. So where do you see growth for EcoCart? Uh, this year? Is it just more and more merchants? Where do you, where do your, uh, where's your vision? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's more and more merchants. It's continuing to deliver value for a current merchant base and, you know, growing our merchant base by way of providing that value and having that sort of undeniable, um, you know, uh, sort of value add to our, to our merchants. And, um, you know, team and, and all the above it's, it's um, that's kind of how we're thinking about this year. It's it's an exciting year considering again, you know, we had a lot of growth from a, from a, from a a, a merchant base perspective and, but also sort of internal company. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that the opportunity to, um, you know, even sort of triple quadruple, both, you know, almost all across all sort of metrics and and KPIs that we track uh, including team and, and, and overall merchant base is, 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 is very apparent, especially as we're having these sort of early in the year conversations with, um, with brands and, uh, and, and folks who want to sort of join the team, et cetera. It's, it's a really exciting time. I think the consumer insights that you'll probably be able to get out of being in the cart of all these brands is going to be really valuable at some point. Um, and having that profile of like, these are all the customers we know that are sustainably focused and, and not would be interesting to see where, where that leads. Very true. Yeah. And you raise a really good point. It's, um, that's part of, you know, part of the, 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 the power of it all. It's, it's, you know, kind of providing that, that, that insight to the, to the brand and allowing Mm -hmm. them to own that and, um, and giving them the tools they need to, to grow the the core business um, through this, this means of providing this sort of sustainable platform um, and story to their customer base. If you had, last thing, if you had one piece of advice for a young entrepreneur out there who's looking to get started with uh, their own initiative, what would it be? That's a really good question. One piece of advice. You could almost even think about it as what would you have told yourself before you embarked upon this this journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Honestly, I think for me, the thing that... um, I found to be the most, um, I guess, like needle moving in my, in my overall journey has been, um, probably just the sort of bias fraction. Um, and I, you know, you kind of, you hear the term like tossed around all the time and, you know, Jeff Bezos says it a lot and it, you know, a lot of story, he's sort of a storied individual and like being the most, like one of the most, you know, sort of, um, folks that are focused on like having a bias fraction, but it's, it's really true. Um, and I think that, you know, it's so important to, um, to sort of, to, to iterate quickly. And you can only do that after you have, you know, put, 
like put something out and I don't know whether that be like a product or, um, or like a, I don't know, piece of content, like whatever that thing is, um, launching, iterating, and then doing so consistently over time and sort of being relentless in that pursuit. Um, but, but, but all starting with that sort of that first step was just to get started. I think that's kind Mm -hmm. of the biggest thing for me was like, I was almost had like paralysis in terms of, okay, well, like, what do I do? Like, how do I get started? I know I wanted to do this. I know this was an important endeavor and a mission to, to kind of undergo, but the yeah. thing that really kind of kicked it off was just getting that signal from merchants of like, okay, this is actually something we need in the marketplace and something that, you know, this is going to be, a, a, you know, something that I'm really excited about as a merchant. So um, that's what I would say is, is kind of just get started, get yourself comfortable with that decision. Um, but at the end of the day, jump in and jump in, you know, with, with, uh, with every, every limb. Yeah. I mean, you learn so much just by doing uh, far more than you could learn from a textbook or anything else. So I think that's, that's invaluable. Well, it's awesome that you were able to combine your passion with a rocket ship of a business here. So congrats on that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how 2022 goes for you guys. Thanks so much, Brandon. Same to you, man. Really excited about everything you guys got going on and everything uh, that you built. It's been, you know, it's been great to sort of see it um, from the sidelines play out. And I'm, I'm excited about this, uh, the future for you guys as well. Yeah, our Gen Z focus and sort of the whole EcoCard ethos of sustainability is, is one that lines up very, very nicely. Um, and it's something that we are leaning into pretty heavily, especially when all of our merchants either have some sort of sustainability initiative baked into the founding ethos of their company or whatever the case may be. Uh, there's going to be a lot of growth in the sector for sure this year. Absolutely. So for all the merchants out there listening to this who want EcoCart now, uh, where can they find EcoCart and then where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Best place is our website. Um, a ton of information there. EcoCart.io um, is the sort of domain. Um, my email address directly, I'd love to chat with anyone, is Dane, D-A-N-E, at EcoCart.io. And um, yeah, that's, that's also LinkedIn, you know, you can find me there as well, Twitter and all the standard social places, but uh, email yeah. you find me quickest. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Um, everyone, you can find me at brandonamoroso.com or electricmarketing.com. And again, Dane, you can find him at ecocart.io or Dane at ecocart.io. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, super excited to have you on and we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Sounds like a plan, Brandon. Thanks so much. Thank you.